So we're now um, dealing with Torah. The Akadosh Baruch communicated Torah to Klal Yisrael. Torah is Akadosh Baruch direct communication, and as such, for us represents the sum total of Akadosh Baruch will, um, the absolute moral standard, etc. Now, this episode is going to lead us. We're going to need to first define it, as we did with Hashem. What is Torah? And when we say Torah was communicated directly from God, what exactly are we talking about? Um, when was it communicated? Um, what about later Takanas of Chachamim, Chazal? How do we have the confidence that this is what happened? Um, how do we know uh, many, many religions have their scriptures? and everybody claims that their scriptures are utterly divine, do we have any way of um, establishing uh, convincingly that ours is very different? And also the um, deal with some of the issues people have raised about things in the Torah that, are, that they've questioned as to whether it's Emes or not. Those are all the topics that we need to include under the framework of Torah. So let's first start with the definition of what is that Iker uh, believing in Torah, in Hashemayim, and uh, then we will try to look at all these different details. <coughs> the, the base I would like to start with is the Rambam in, uh, in the Zakdam Techelik, where he defines the um, specific, he formulates the nusach of what it is that the fundamental is, and then we will try to uh, broaden it. It is the eighth yisod. So he does speak about nevuah. That's the seventh yisod of the Rambam, and we spoke. We don't need to go into the details of it, but just the concept of nevuah, like we said last time, is God communicates. Th- that makes possible the concept of, of a Torah. The yisod, the eighth yisod, is Torah's minashemayim. Meaning, and I'll quote the Rambam's Lashapirashamishnais. Now, one small caveat the Rambam's forum were all written in Arabic except for the Mishnah Torah, so one can't be medayic to the umpteenth degree, but we're not talking about the Yukim, it's quite mefurish, um, the general idea of it. Vehu, Shenamin Kicholatorah Zos Hamitsuya Biodeno Ato, He Hanisune Meshabeno Shom. The entire Torah we have. And I do believe the Rambam is talking about the Sefer Torahs we have. From Breshis, political Yisrael, was given through Moshe. Shehikula mepia gvura. All from HaKadosh Baruch Meaning, shehigia elav kula me'et Hashem. It all came from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Be'inyan shenikra derech hasha'ola, which metaphorically was referred to Dibur. In other words, Dibur, in a physical definition, are vocal cords that move a column of air in a certain way. Akadosh Baruch that is something that doesn't exist. There's, there's no physical avarim um, uh, or anything like that. But it means a communication that the Torah describes as specific as Dibur is. Dibur is the clearest communication. People can gesture. People can have body language. There are many other subtle forms of, of communication. A person can wink at me, but there is a communication of um, 
there's a dibur which is as clear as is possible for a human being, and that's how Torah was given. And the only one who knows exactly what that was, was Moshe. And we have to believe that Moshe was in the same, uh, he was like a secretary, um, listening to dictation and writing the history, the stories, and the mitzvah. In other words, they, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu's input in the Torah is nothing. Um, he was the perfect secretary, added nothing, took, took nothing away. We also have to believe, the Ram says, that all the psukim are equally divine, uh, which I guess is just kind of just the flip side of what he said before. And all of it is Tamima, Koltaras Hashem Tamima, Tahora, Kdosh, and Emes. It's all like HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In other words, every attribute that we, we, we attribute to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is what Torah is. Anyone who says that any part of the Psukim, any part of Torah was written by Moshe on his own is a kofer, and that's called a Tormina Shemayim. And he quotes the Chazal that if a person believes all of Torah except for a certain parts, was not said by Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's called Dvar Hashem That's what Apikorsons say, and 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 so on. And then he adds another piece. Every word of Torah has in itself Chachmas and Ploim for the one that understands it, and no one could possibly understand it to its ultimate depth. The um, and this I think is just a corollary of the previous um, axioms. He said that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite. Baruch, the Torah is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kaviyahol. It's, it's not gone through any other stage. So whatever attribute we have about HaKadosh Baruch Hu must lie in his words as well. We also believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu cannot be segmented. For instance, I can say that this person is a very nice person, but his language is gruff. Um, and I would say, listen, speech is a particular faculty, and a person may or may not uh, do well with his speech. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is one, and everything about him is one, and therefore the Torah takes on the same divine description that Kaviyach HaKadosh Baruch himself also takes on. Yes? This might be... Maybe let's, let's just finish up this piece so, so that we have... And also we have to believe, as far as I was trying, that everything that we have today... The um, what the sukkah looks like, what a lulav and shofar and tzitzis and film is the tzur, the word that's used is the tavnis. It is the tavnis that Hashem told Moshe, and He gave it over exactly. And what we have today, as far as the tzur images, is what is the um, is the the um, is Torah the way it was given. That's the eighth episode of the Rambam. Let me add just the ninth one also is a small episode and kind of adds to it. And why the Rambam says two episodes? It's, it's a technical detail. It's not, it, it, it's not substantial. He calls it Ha-Ha-Take, which means the transmission of Torah to us. Believing that Moshe Rabbeinu's Torah was brought from HaKadosh Baruch Hu down, nothing can be added or taken away from it neither in the written Torah nor the Torah Shabbat Peh, which Rama has not discussed yet, which we will discuss soon, like it says, Lotosu Lotigmen. In other words, we are enjoined to transmit Torah as it is without any change whatsoever. This is the Rambam's description. So, yes, Professor. This might be off topic, so um question can be skipped if uh, really feels that's appropriate, but 
Is there any distinction in the Rambam between Mishnah Torah and the rest of Torah? In other words, Sefer Devarim? Um, no, the Rambam here is not making any distinction whatsoever. Let me just... Um, it, it, the Rambam is not. It's, um, it, you know, the, the, it, it is Mishnayis that says something. The, the question about Mishnah Torah is not... It wasn't started by researchers. It's actually a mission that says the difference between the Klolos in Mishnah Torah and the Klolos in Vayikra, in Karim are because one is Moishim Piyakvura and one is Piyatsmoy. We, 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 we'll, we'll touch on it. That, but, but that is actually a, it's a question within the context of the Gemara rather than any other context. Okay, so this is the Rambam in, in um, Chelek and so on. Let's go back to the Rambam in the beginning of his Pirsha Mishnayis, where he's describing what Torah is. And the Rambam is a very, very organized, and if he's writing a major work on the Mishnah, he's going to describe Mishnah. So right now, until, until now, the Rambam has spoken about the physical Sefer Torah that we have. He's added on also about the mitzvahs as kind of a, an add-on to this point, but hasn't really elaborated. In his beginning, in his very... Um, to all of Mishnayis, to all of he says, Da, all at Kikol Mitzvah, Nasa Kashpoch Moshe Beinu, also, Nisan Allah Beferusha. Akarishpoch gave Moshe Beinu the mitzvahs with its explanation. He would tell him the mitzvah, and then he would tell him, and this is its explanation and what it's about. Um, let's stop and let's um, talk about this. And, well, let's finish the round of sentence. And anything that's included in the Sefer Torah, which obviously refers to stories and so on. But, um, but the um, Rambam is starting off by saying he gave him the, the, the um, mitzvah and he gave him its purish. Let's explain. The Rambam is laying down the framework for understanding the connection between Torah Shabbat Shabbat and Torah Shabbat Shabbat. When um, we think about it, we b- believing in Torah it seems to us like a Baruch took the Torah sort of sliced it at random and like I guess like Afikoman and part of it he wrote the Torah and part of it he decided to put into the Shas the Rambam describes it very differently Rambam says he gave us the mitzvah and its purish for instance the Torah says Shabbos you shall not do any malacha that is the mitzvah. The mitzvah is not to do malacha on Shabbos. Now, what is malacha? What constitutes malacha? Um, in terms of, of, of which, which activities are malacha, in terms of how does one do it in malacha, and so on, that's explanation. And the Torah said you shall sit in a sukkah seven days. The Torah said you shall put a remembrance from, for Har Sinai, from Yitzhak Mitzrayim, on your hands on your, and on your forehead. That's the mitzvah. Um, it's 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 an important it it it's it's a very very crucial um, logical um, approach that you you need to define the core concept and what it goes in as a requisite but is not the concept itself. For instance, if I tell you that a pencil is made of graphite, writing is made of graphite, that's a wrong definition. A pencil is a writing instrument that's erasable. It's, you know, uh, well, I'm, I'm assuming that that's the way. I, it may be that the only material that can write and be erased would be graphite. 
but it would be wrong to define it as such. It, the Torah gave 613 mitzvahs. Those mitzvahs are very, very significant, even though they don't tell us much about how to do it, but they are the core definition of what the mitzvah is. The Torah says, ayin tachas ayin means you, justice requires an equivalent type of punishment. That's ayin tachas ayin. How does one give that punishment? If one takes out the other person's eye, he is, um, I won't say what a rotzeach, but, but he, he, it, it is, he is committing a terrible crime. The way in which you implement ayin tachas ayin is money, but it's very important to keep that structure because the Torah gave it that way. The Rambam himself, when it, it, it's very interesting, when he, when the Rambam describes the Sefer uh, Mishnah Torah, at the beginning of every section, he has all the mitzvahs associated with it in the order that he will describe them in that section. And there's sometimes, you know, I, when you search for a table of contents for the Rambam. So a little bit has been done by, by one of the achronim, and you know, it tells you this paragraph is this, paragraph is this, paragraph is this. I think it might be the Mishnah Malach. I'm not quite sure where it originates from. Those are, are what seem to us useful large-level contents. The mitzvahs are not. If, if you ever take a look at the mitzvahs and look at the prokim, he might have in one parak eight mitzvahs described, and he might spend 15 prokim on one mitzvah. They absolutely are useless as a guide to finding anything in the Rambam. Completely, completely uneven. But the Rambam said, Mishnah Torah is a recasting of the Torah. Torah it consists of 613 mitzvahs and details on how to do it. It is the book defining the mitzvahs. That's what it is. And whether it's useful or comfortable to use as a guide to find the Rambam, uh, you know, it, that's not, that's irrelevant. The Rambam is, is giving us the most accurate structure of the Sefer that exists. It is a Sefer teaching me how to be Mekayim the following mitzvahs. And sometimes one chapter does enough, one parent's enough for, to take care of a, of a, of, of a bunch of mitzvahs, some is not. But, but it's a very, very important the Rambam's structure that Torah consists of mitzvah and pirush. The um, on a note a little bit deeper, it is also the appropriate. Um, it's the appropriate way of teaching something. Whenever you teach, um, the, the written word and spoken word have two very different purposes. For instance. If somebody, if somebody comes to you and you ask him, tell me something, I don't know exactly, um, I'm earning X amount of money from, I don't know, buying and selling bagels on the side. Do I pay tax or not? So somebody comes, well, you know, some people pay tax, some people feel it's not a good thing, some people feel it might be considered something like that. You get very, anybody who thinks logically gets very annoyed. You say, well, second, let's see the law. The law is that there's a primary profession and then there's a hobby that might be considered a business, it might not be considered a business. This is what it says. Now, let's add what things have generally been considered a primary business and what things have been considered this way and how do courts do it this way. In other words, the written word represents a reality. When you talk about a cell, the first thing, if you, if you try to explain, imagine somebody came from, uh, uh, originally came and landed and he saw a car and the first time he asks you, how does a car work? 
when you go and describe the mechanics of how a car works, you'll draw a blank. He sees a car, you show him a car, maybe without the hood and everything, and then you say, okay, let me start to explain. This piece burns the gas, this piece uh, it, it, it begins to, to turn, this piece turns this, and so on and so forth. The Torah comes with two forms of communication because that is the way the emesis. is. There's the gufa mitzvah, which is shivas yomim matzos, and then there's the explanation. Um, what a matzah is, how it is, when it is, and so on and so forth. So the Rambam defines Torah that was given to Moshe Rabbeinu as all the mitzvahs and the explanation. Now he says, how did he teach it to Klai Yisrael? So he says, Moshe used to go, and Aaron came to him, and he brings the whole Chazal, which um, it's not, um, it's something that needs to explain why this, all the details here, and he would teach it to Aaron, and then he would call this Canaan, and would teach it to, to them again, and then he would teach it to uh, uh, Aaron's kids, and this Canaan, and Kaya, so on and so forth. But um, that's a side point. Raman elaborates, brings that entire elaboration, um, and he says, the, after he finishes it, he says they would write this down. After they finished this whole procedure, people would learn with each other what they heard from Moshe, and they would write down that mitzvah on little Megillus. Um, this is an important point. Um, it, 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 this is an important point, either because the Ram holds that this was the way Torah was given Megillus, Megillus. I don't think so. I think the Rambam means to describe that people always remark that if you learn Torah, if you, if, you, if you give over anything in conversation, it loses. Very few people can repeat the same thing twice exactly the way it was said the first time. So even though in the old days when much of everything was Valpair, people could do it much better, it's still not all that, um, all that common. So, so the Ramam says they could write it, which was true even in the times of the Gemara, it just was not canonized. No one could come along and say, oh, I have a first notebook that says this and this. Your notebook is what you're learning from. And then he says they had Sarim that used to go around, making sure everybody learned it, knew it exactly, and got used to reading it. And then they would teach him the Pirisha Mitzvah and Hashbrach of the Torah Shabbat Peh. Um, so this is a very important point. He made sure they had Torah Shabbat first, until they knew the Pesukim cold, and then they would learn the 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 the, the Pirusha mitzvah. Um, and then he said they would write down the mitzvah and learn by Alper the Kabbalah. That's the way the Rabbah writes it, and so on and so forth. And then he gives a few examples about um, the the uh, about how they would, which part was the mitzvah, which part was the details. Very similar to what we said. And then he said at the end of forty days. And twelfth month, on the eleventh month in the Shvat, he brought everybody together. He said, My time has come to die. If any of you aren't sure about something, ask me because it's last chance and I will explain it to you. And if anyone who's forgotten Allah, I'll teach him. And uh, right before his death he was given he was told to write the Sefer Torah out completely. He wrote thirteen Sefer Torahs completely from Brayston called Yisrael and gave every Shavit one Sefer Torah. Um, that is basically the Ram describes the Sinas Torah. So the two points that the Rambam in his Pirusha Mishnah writes are he gave Torah and he gave the Pirush to that. 
The Rebbe then goes on to describe how Machlokes arose, and that's a topic we'd like to do later. But um, those are the, this is the way the Rambam describes the two different uh, inyanim of that were given over Matan Torah. I want to add another piece that has been quoted often. The quote is not accurate, and like many times, when we overburden ourselves with too many things that are lavdafka, we a lot of times um, we, we a lot of times lose out from the main thing. In other meaning, if we if we have to believe that the Tapska Rebbe is a malach and that he flies all over the world and that's part of Gufitaira, then we just have to disprove that and everything else falls apart. Uh, I once read there was a famous Jewish magician Houdini I don't know if it trades known in my days. He was, I mean, I don't remember him, but it, the name was like, you know, the, he was like a Jewish hero. And he was known to be the greatest magician or whatever. And one of his, his one of his main tricks was to get out of a locked box underwater and alive. Now, um, he wrote a little bit about some of his uh, experiences and tricks. Some he did describe, some he didn't. But... A, a very typical one was he would come to a small town, and weeks before there would be announcements the Great Houdini is arriving, and the town should please prepare as much rope as they could possibly afford, and as many people as as want as as you would like should please come and tie him up, and he would come to this town and they'd have a rope uh, like a cable big enough to go around the globe. And everybody would start tying him upside and downside and the hands and the feet and, and, and everything up and down. Then they would put him in a locked box. They would sink it underwater. And, you know, they would have a curtain all around it so that he couldn't escape any side. And they would wait like 45 minutes. And everybody was like saying, he's dead and it's terrible. And, like, da, da, da. and then 45 minutes later, dramatically, he would pop out. He would from behind the curtain and he would say, Hineni. Now, he, it usually took him about half a minute to get out, he would spend the time reading a novel just to, you know, to raise anticipation. But he said something very interesting once. He said, had they tied him with a small piece of rope, just his two hands behind the back, would have had a real hard time getting out. But if you put in enough rope, there's always going to be slack somewhere, and that's why the more rope, the better, the, the better off he was, because something would, there would be slack there somewhere, and that would unravel the whole thing. What I mean to say is, if you um, if you start adding things, um, they're sometimes called most of Gorea. There's a, a chazal that's not accurately quoted. It says that a kaddish baruch showed Moshe kol talmid vosik There does not exist such a chazal. What does exist is two very different lashonos, and I think that the, the, the difference in the lashon makes a very big difference. I mean, Komatsan Vasil Chazi is quoted in two or three achronim, but it's an inaccurate quote. There is a, a Bavli in Megillah, and it says, Melamed. It's based on the same Pasik. Kecholadvar Mashadiba Hashem Imochem Bahar. Kecholadvar. Melamed. Sheher Eyuak Karishprochul Moshe, Diktuke Torah, Diktuke Sofrim. He showed Moshe Diktuke Torah and Diktuke Sofrim. Umasha Sofrim Ashidim is Chadish. And what Sofrim will be Mechadesh, Umanihu Mikro Megillah. 
that's Mikra Megillah. So, so the Asid Neschadish is going on something very big, like Mikra Megillah. There is a Lushen in the Yerushalmi, in two or three places, and the Medrash, Kol Mashet Talmud Vosik Osid Lahiris. In other words, any Hachra in what's going to be there. The Ram speaks. So, so people assume it to mean that Moshe Rabbeinu also knew what the Chidushe um, Hagriz on 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 on, uh, on Zvochim says, um, and he had it probably. I don't know which edition, but he, but he definitely had it in front of him. That's killer what people think. That absolutely doesn't say it, I, you know. And and you don't have to add what it doesn't say. The Ram speaks about it, and the Ram explains it in his drushes. We will refer to it later when we explain what is Elavel Divikim Chaim and Machlokis in Torah and so on. But Al Kaponim, there was something else. Marumas in Torah. You know, it's Kolma, it, 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 it knows, the Torah had in itself the words of the Sefer Torah we have. It had the basic Pirsha Mitzvah, and Chazal say also Miramis on later things as well. But doesn't say anywhere that he had the text in front of him and so on and so forth. We will later refer back to it. We'll, do the, we'll talk about Joshua Rand, the way he explains it the song. I want to add two um, more points of information about it, and then maybe finish off with the Chazanish. How the Torah was given, the Torah was given in three stages, or at three places there is a Dvar Hashem that we call Torah to Moshe. There's Har Sinai, there's Ol Moed, and there's Arvos Moed. Those are three places where Kodesh Baruch said the Torah to Moshe. Was it the same or not? So the Gemara in Chagiga Davvav Amaralov Namad Beis has a machlokas Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Shmuel said Klolos Nemer B'Sinai. Many things were said in Sinai that were given as a cloud. Very possibly it means um, without the Pirusha. Rashi says, They were given without enough explanation. And when he, when he, um, when they put up the Olmoid, that's where he got all the details of the mitzvah. Rashi adds something here. Rashi says, Rashi says, so, a lot of the things explained in Vayikra is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to Moshe Al-Moed. It's, it's a, 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 an elaboration of many Prati HaMitzvahs and so on. Rabbi Akiva says, no, Klolos of Pratis never be Sinai. Both Klolos and Pratis were given in Sinai. Nishnu Ba'al-Moed, they repeated no Al-Moed, V'nishtal Stubaras Moed. Three times HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the Torah, told over the Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu. But, um, it's a very fundamental machlokas and important to bear it in mind. It's what Rashi brings in the beginning of Bahar. We actually are at that parish this week, and Bahar that were close to protest never be Sinai and so on. The um, there's another machlokas in Sefer's Gitten, which deals with what was the Torah that Torah was given to, uh, how was Torah given? So it's a machlokas where the Torah is. Megillah, Megillah Nitna. Torah was given Pasha by Pasha as the events happened. The Torah was given over. Or 
which means it was given at the end as a complete uh, as a complete Torah that is the um, that's the, the machlokas over there between the, um, the machlokas whether Lemanyama Torah Hasumanitna, Lemanyama Torah Megillah Megillitna, and the Nafkaminis, the Gemara talks about in terms of the possibility of writing part of it, and so on and so forth. I want to also mention the Chaznish over here. Chaznish is fascinating because Chaznish was a very, very shlemistic, uh, everything about it, for him, Torah was a shlemus, and the Mela sugis were complex sugis in Erevin and difficult sugis in Bavabasra and uh, Matan Torah is in different places, written different things and therefore it's very very hard to figure out exactly how it went, all the details he says it's a sugya and he has a piece on it on how, you know, how is the Torah given um, and by him it's the it, it's the, you know, it's the same Torah like every other part, the Chaznish Anyone from the Chazan knows there is no difference, there's no chilukim. These are sugis that are more lambdas, there's sugis less lambdas. Chazan, every single thing had to um, had to be um, put together and be all made out of soap as much as you can. So he has a piece. It is printed in Orachaim Simikuf Chav Hey about the Sinas Torah. It's in conjunction with Gemara Shabbos. I will skim through it and just point out the piece he says. Um, Let's first read this first small paragraph. This is the Chaznishes Kavid Rosh. Kasher biyedias prote sidon esinas pasha Torah umokrim zan rosin. As regards the details of giving the Torah and the parshias, and when they were said, yesh pazeh iyun rav. There's a lot that needs to be thought about. Utsricha Talmud, and you have to learn it. Vaharbe sugis hashas shokla v'tarvaze. And many sugis and shas have a shak and tie on it. Come with sugi de git and samach and alf, hagig of ovum and alf. Reinu lehavi masha'olo vienenu bezer. So we're going to try to give over the way I put it together. But, but it, it, I mean, it, it's, we, we kind of look at these, uh, this is just a garata. Or, you know, this is for the historians. What do you mean? It's sugi and shas with shak of a tie, and it's, uh, it, uh, we, we was my eye on it. Basically, and now I'm kind of skimming through it so that I can just point out the basic points. He said, Moshe um, Abenu, he told Moshe to go up to the mountain, and um, on the fifth of Sivan, they got together to hear the words of Pietva Hashem. As they heard the, in the Kola Shofa and the Har Ashen, they got scared and told him, you talk with us. And Moshe told him, don't be scared. And they heard the first two dibris clearly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now it's Klaisal heard Onochi and Lo Yilecha directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the words and everything with it. Ushara says the dibris, the next eight dibris. Shamu Kol Hashem Avaloisigu Bir Inyana Elei Moshe. They heard the sound but didn't understand the words except through Moshe. One Madrega Loa. That's what it says, Moshe Daba Valakim Yanenu Bekol. In other words, the Dibur was Moshe's, Akarish Baruchu was Yanenu Bekol. After the Sarasadvarim, um, Moshe went down, 
and they said, and they said, listen, I got a who showed us till now hein heron Hashem and they thought they would hear the rest of the mitzvahs. And Hakadosh um, Baruch who told him, uh, he um, Moshe went up, and Hakadosh Baruch told told Klaisal Atem Reishem until Leishem He told them to write that parsha of that day down on a sefer, and to make a krisis bris, and that became the krisis bris. Mm, yes. So he's saying that the sefer that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote when he came down was, was just that, that parsha exactly. Not like a Rashi. L- and let's much. yes, let's quote. Um, Kikain. Uh, that whole part is in the Mishpatim. When it started lichter was at Varmelo besefer, he was told to write these things on sefer. For lichos isam bebris and to make a krisis bris on that sefer. Bazos dom hakolkos asa umoyshe korof neim a sefer bris beshishi ubonim is bech beshvi. And then he went back to the mountain for forty days. And Chazal tell us that. Um, Moshe was told in Sinai all the Tariq mitzvahs on those 40 days. And again, he says that's Rabbi Kiva, who holds Klolos of Rajasthan number Sinai, and quotes Rashi also in, in Bahar. On the second 40 days, Akadish Baruch Hu told him again all of Torah. And he says, extraordinary description, he says, you know, if, if Moshe didn't, what did Moshe do the second 40 days? He says, "Vehine b'mem yoyma shnim hechsul akadosh baruch hu katar." He gave him back all of Torah. She'ein min aroyu shetir biyodei b'mashalomot b'rishonim sheshtavu luchos sheshtavu bris. What he learned from akadosh baruch the first time should not be the Torah that's his Torah. So it's extraordinary. It's the same information. If Torah is just information, he had it. He knew it. I don't say he forgot it, but Torah is a. a, a a pneumistic kesher, and it's like uh, imagine. I, I guess let's give a muscle. Let's say somebody got married, got divorced, and you know everybody returned the jewelry. The other didn't want to see. She didn't want her wedding ring anymore, and so on. Then a year later, they um, they get remarried or something. You want a new ring. It's, it's something you know. You want a chiddush. So he'll relearn Torah with him because it's not Roy who says that they would have the Torah that had been stained and broken from a broken covenant. Now, he says, Vehine, Moshe still was not told to write it and not to give it to Kaisal, except for specific mitzvahs that he was told to tell Kaisal. Mitzvahs that were relevant, or Kaisal said, tell him this, tell him this, tell him this. Moshe had it all. He wasn't told to write it, according to Maniam Torah When the Mishkan was built, he was retold all these things in Al Moed. And then he calls a Chakira. He's not sure if all the Taik Mitzvahs were retold in Al Moed, or just those that he wanted he should tell Kaisal. Doesn't, he has a suffix, he doesn't know. In Arvis Moav, which is the end of his journey, it was repeated a third time. Shechina, it was the, once again the Shechina speaking from repeat Gronos or Moshe. And Chazish says it over here because now it's Moshe telling it to Kaisal. Now he was told to write it, to write it with the exact wording that he was told in every parsha when he was told to give it to Kaisro. And uh, the, the, the and he said some of them were in the Lushin that he was told in Sinai, some of them were in the Lushin that was told in Olmoyed, 
and some of them with the Loshan told in Arvis Moab. Some of the mitzvahs were repeated twice or three times, as Moshe was told. And he explains it, Ghaznish, the change in the Lashonos in the three different um, in the three different times is to be Miramizas the different points of Torah Shabalpeh as Chazal Dashnim. In other words, if I can give a muscle kind of, um, when we have today uh, CAT scans, what you, what, uh, I guess at a very, very basic level, a CAT scan works that by taking a snapshot of a three-dimensional um, entity from different angles and reconciling the different pictures, you will get a picture of what's be inside. It just like, um, you know, a, a, a photo snapshot is always two-dimensional, but when I look at it from different places and I, and I see the, dis- the differences, I begin to understand um, what is actually the, the 3D version of it. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu repeated Torah three times. There were changes in Lashonos which would become the anchor, so to speak, for the Joshua's the, Chazal. The fact that the same thing, whether it was written Shomer in one place and Zach in another place, means that um, that the Torah was, that Shabbos can be said as Shomer, and Shabbos can be said as Zachar. So now I can, that gives me a whole new picture of Shabbos. It's a remiss for what Torah Shabbat will produce. That is the Chazinish over here. So, I guess basically to sum up a bit, and, and you know, maybe one more point in the Rambam, uh, uh, and this is a point I will elaborate later, the Rambam is Surya Torah and Perik Shmini, when he speaks about why we believe the Moshe, not because of the miracles he did, miracles are fallible, we'll talk about this later, but um, we believe because of Maimed HaSinai, because our eyes saw no one else, our ears heard no one else, the um, sounds and the fires, and he went over to the um, to, the, to, to that uh, cloud, and the and the voice spoke to him, and we heard it saying Moshe Moshe, um, tell them the following, and so on and so forth. So the experience. So let's recap what we've seen from all these different things. Um, Kalal Yisrael heard Anochi and Loyia directly communicate with in a way that is for us intelligible. In other words, what we would call Dibur. We heard eight more commandments from Akash but not that we could be typhus the content and that's through Moshe. Moshe went up to our Sinai and got Torah and got both the mitzvah and pirusha, he got the Torah of Eksav and Torah the the words that we have from Bracey and Yisrael, and and then the and the understanding of it. Some of it was taught to the people, and you know I, I assume the mitzvahs that were relevant was taught to the people from that point onwards, and they also learned it in in a they had written Megillus so to speak where they learned it and heard and, and hazard explanations. It was repeated to Moshe two more times. Moshe wrote it all down at the end. I assume I f- that we pass in Chasum and it's not from just the way it's 
the way both the Nishra Sosimit and Rambam, um, that it was given as a complete entity, and the physical Shefer Torah that we have now was given at the right before Mashavena's death. He wrote out 13 Shefer Torahs, one to Shevet, one to Mishkan, and that be that is the point of communication with um, with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Moshe our direct experience at Sinai, hearing two Dibris Mefurish, hearing more Dibris not Mefurish, and seeing that clearly Moshe Rabbeinu was the Shliach, and Moshe Rabbeinu producing, giving us the written Torah, plus the, ba- the explanation of it, which is basically the oral law. Any questions? Yes, I just am a little bit confused with the Chazan Isha's seated. Yeah. Um, so the Chazan is saying that Hashem taught Torah Moshe Rabbeinu really four times, but three times that sort of had a, a kiyum. Right, kiyum. correct. The first time was correct. the Luchos Rinishtabru. And there may have been some differences in the way Hashem taught it to Moshe Rabbeinu, in the, wor- the, the words, so to speak, yes. that Hashem said, and then everything we have in the Torah today, Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to write down word for word at the end of the 40 years when they're at Avos Moab, but sometimes Hashem was referencing what Hashem had said at Har Sinai, and sometimes Hashem was referencing what was said in the Ohel Moed. And sometimes, sometimes He told them to use these words. Right, he, right. He told them to use different, the different words. Yeah. Right, based on different times yes. when Hashem had taught it to Moshe right. Rabbeinu. Right, right. And the only thing that Klal Yisrael had written from before that, from Hashem to Moshe Rabbeinu, was those parshas at Har Sinai. Of right. Or are, are those that I were relevant so that he would that they needed to have then? That's the way, like he, you know, like he has a shiloh. But that was just them writing it down themselves. Yes, yes, it like was not notes. right. It was just like we find in the Gemara, Matasi Kosov here, Matasi Kosov. These were Megillas that people wrote and were allowed to write. Torah Shabbat Peh could be written down, but never canonized. You couldn't publish it. You couldn't say, ah, oh, these are. Chidusha Reb Akiva. You were not allowed to do that, and you could not uh, make that a standard. You were allowed to use it to remind yourself. If I can give you a muscle, like by Adis, there's a Shaila Adis that you can't give Adis Bixav according to Moshitas. Um, but Adim can prompt us all the time. Something more because there's a Shaila, provided they know it without Bixav as well. Um, they can't say, I, I, an Adis comes along and says, I found my notes written the following, and I quote, is Paslaidus. If an aide remembers but he needed a note to jar his memory, that's um, good. I mean, the more clever Shiloh, but I- again, the, if, we were, if we're sure that, that, that he knows it, then he knows it. Okay, we'll see.